This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey, everyone. Bacon. Hold on to oh. your rear ends. What? Hold on to your butts, but I wanted to be you nice. Say butts. <laughs> I can say butts. butts. Butts is fine. Well, then definitely hold on to your butts. All right. Because Bacon Sale finds a way. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to pull Jurassic Park quotes because Jurassic Park is out. Don't look at me like that, Joel. Okay. Um, well, life, Joel, life do you have one? Away? Maybe you could just find a different one. I feel that. like Jake on a bad week. It wasn't that bad. I, I don't think you understand uh, the pressure that comes in from doing the intro on Bacon Cell yeah, Listeners. Because really like, we, we rotated around, and each time it's like, oh, I'm on it. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And then when you forget about it until right before the show, which is just now, you panic a bit, which is weird because we had this show nailed down for a long time, meaning like three hours ago, maybe. Yes. Uh, thank you. By the way, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob. Welcome to Bacon Cell. Uh, thank you to everyone who looked at our, our uh, live video uh, that we did on Facebook. We did a live video so you can see the face that goes with the voice. And we also They've never seen that before. <laughs> never. Who's the handsome one? The one that was. In, working on the laptop. But, yep, exactly. Um, but here's the thing is that, uh, so we asked for questions for an upcoming episode of Bacon Silver. We're going to be doing kind of an ask me anything. Uh, the deadline was Sunday. However, if you get one in, as soon as you hear this episode, we might be able to eke it in before we record. If you get in Monday morning. Yeah, like, if you listen Monday morning. Yep. Yeah. But uh, we also want to thank you for listening to our last show, our uh summer music uh episode it was a lot of fun to do a lot of good beats there a lot of good songs i think the singing was fantastic we, amazing some right? of it some of it was Academy really good award winning some of it wasn't uh, i i was kind of i was happy to hear that uh kara nielsen actually said that it was the funniest show we'd ever she'd ever heard of ours and i thought that was great so she's only heard three wow. episodes and she really needs to listen to more episodes <laughs> <laughs> actually no it was pretty solid yeah, yeah, it, was, it was a good, good. episode yeah. Was, yeah i wonder if it was funny because it was embarrassing to hear us sing probably so yeah uh, and then also uh, people referenced uh, my referencing of Weird Al and said we should do a Weird Al show, which I agree we should. Someday. We already did in who, who that show. It? Who was it that said it was her favorite? Uh, that was Karen Nielsen. She said this was one of the funniest episodes Kara? I've ever done. Listened. To, uh, this is one of the funniest episodes I've ever listened to. Great job, guys. Okay, you should go listen to just the last twenty minutes of the Farm Quiz show from last summer. Do you remember that what it was called? <laughs> it's very specific because it's all farmed and dangerous. <laughs> farmed and dangerous. Thank yes. you, Kent. Yeah, go listen to Farm. Just the last twenty minutes of Farmed and Dangerous. Yeah, some great there's a lot there. of singing. There's a lot of singing yeah we had a good time recording it and we hope you did go out to listen to our spotify playlist we created a whole playlist of of the songs that we were picking from and the songs that we chose as alternates i mean it's summer so you might as well listen to the playlist good yeah. summer songs exactly we also got a wonderful review from the listener capital yeah, wait, hold on the listener the listener the listener i believe so uh th- the username is rocky age and this is on itunes rocky edge huh Rocky Age. Oh, Rocky Age. Okay. Yeah. And it says, as the official listener with a capital L, I feel like this was my time to speak up. I've been listening to Jacob, Joel, and Kent went in alphabetical order, just to be fair, since they started this podcast, and I still look forward to Mondays when new episodes are released. My Monday morning commute is full of laughter and fun. Thanks to Bacon Cell. Do yourself a favor and start your week listening to the funniest guys you'll ever meet talking about really important issues of the day. Thanks for taking time to entertain me and the other listeners out there. And way to make him feel better with saying the alphabetical thing. That was I, nice. Uh, not really, because <laughs> I was mentioned last. No, she's. I think she's she may be referencing uh, when we were talking about what order to sign. Oh, that's Kate true. Sign. And I was like, guys, I did it in reverse alph- alphabetical order and I don't want you to feel bad. So I think she's mocking me. We, all, we always do that in shows as well, right? It's always alphabetical lists. And uh, Adrian, I know I still owe you a movie, so it will happen. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> he will. Eventually. He will. 
Uh, also, right. we got some people posting some pictures of their merch on, yeah, on so cool, uh, right? Twitter and Facebook, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's always fun to see. Uh, so thanks to Ryan and Marley. They went to, uh, uh, what was it? It was Barenaked Ladies, Better Than Ezra, Katie's and, and Katie Tunstall. Yeah. Um, they went there and they wore their shirts. Uh, he had a Bacon Cell shirt and she had a... That sounds that like was, a great show, actually. That was my band's name in college shirt, which I think is very appropriate to wear to a concert. Right. Yeah, it, it did. Is. Didn't it? Didn't it like yeah. a fun show? I was like, oh man, I want to go to that show. Yeah. All right. So we love the 90s. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, guys, it's time. <laughs> what? Is just, it just the same voice? This show. This, oh, no, this, this, show. this episode. <laughs> what do you mean, Joel? It's like, what are we talking about today? Guys, I, I like, all right, listen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm not sure I know the secret. We, we really struggled pinning this one down because <laughs> there were 25 variations of this show before we actually finally said this is it well whenever we so we have kind of an outline of what we want to do throughout the year but there's some gaps that we fill in with kind of you know audibles right and it was funny because this every time we, we come up with show ideas like there's an idea that will click in place and we're like yes good that's it let's go with it right so in a way this show actually received way more planning than a regular show yeah right <laughs> like, generally because the, it wasn't it, clicking at the beginning of the year we're like oh, okay mm-hmm. what movies are coming out what's going to be relevant in a certain season and yeah. whatnot like summer music we knew we'd be talking about that and we're like, uh, which was perfect. But this one, this one, we have so a link today. We're going to be talking. We're doing the Mount Rushmore of summer <laughs> blockbuster movies. Uh-huh. OK, so yeah. so two parts. Do you want to explain the parts? Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. It's a little weird concept, but I, I tried to explain it to some people today. And, and this explanation kind of helped. Did they like it or were they? Um, I was fired. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, so here's what here's what it is. So imagine that they're going to create a Mount Rushmore of summer blockbusters, a national one that everyone's going to go see. Right. And so for the first part of this uh, episode, we're going to talk about what we feel would belong on that national monument of iconic tentpole summer blockbusters. Like ones we would be remiss not to put up there if we didn't have them on any of our lists. Ones that generally everyone should agree, yes, those should be on there. So we're going to present those and then debate that. So we're saying a giant mountain. A giant mountain. blockbuster type. Four four picks. Four faces or our items. And we're going to pick those during the show. Yes. Then, because we like the National Monument so much, we're going to create our own personal Mount Rushmore's in our backyards. Like on an anthill or something like that? In the mountains in our backyard. (laughs) And uh, which we have. Yes. And we're going to create our own personal Mount Rushmore that may or may not include any of the ones on the National Monument. Essentially, this is a glorified way of saying top four <laughs> and personal four. Yeah. Like best four, four and favorite four. Yeah, maybe. exactly. But, but, is, it's not, but it's not even favorite because there are some movies on here that I love, but I didn't pick them because they weren't summery to me. They didn't feel summery. Right. Exactly. Even if they were. Wait, wait. So, but we're talking about summer blockbusters, not necessarily summer movies, right? Right, right. These aren't movies that make, you know, these aren't yeah. movies that are about summer. It's more along the lines of. We don't yes. have to be at summer camp for these movies. No. And it okay. was, it's more along the lines of, yeah, it came out in the summer, but I've never really thought of it as a, I don't have any specific memories as a summer For blockbuster. example, if it's summer of 1995, let's say that was a big year for you and Twister was the big summer blockbuster <laughs> and you saw it four times. I wasn't really excited about Twister, cow. actually. Everyone saw Twister. Yeah. yeah. And so that movie could, that movie, could, you could see a tornado bust up on the up on the mountaintop nice okay i think we got it a tornado bust that was my band's name in college <laughs> it's been a while i think that yes. was tornado or bust right <laughs> it was yeah, yeah i think that's it okay 
Shall we get started? Yeah, yes. let's do it. Okay, so, so we're going to go first with the National Monument. The National Monument. Now, uh, and I don't think we explained, we haven't pre-decided what's going to go on this mount- monument. No. You we're guys making are gonna, up the show as we go you're along. You're going to figure it out. So actually, listener, you're going to get to see the inside uh, or the backside. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your backsides. Hold on to your backsides. That's better. Full the circle. twister's coming. Um, <laughs> full circle. That sounds terrible. Two of them. Full, full, full circle, yeah. Anyway, so this is kind of what happens usually. Uh, when we're not recording, but this time you're going to hear it in uh, in the show. So, so you'll hear the stress. So Kent, in you want you want to start with the first recommendation? Look, and I here's the thing: I have a figure that I think should be on the mountain, but I'm not sure if it should be his face because it's a director. I'm wondering if we should take one of his movies. I think any one. Of, I think this guy should have his own mountain. I'm mentioning Steven Spielberg. Oh, I thought you were going with Huey Bull. You have a bull yeah. who made Postal, Far Cry, House of the Dead, House of the Dead, terrible movies. Alone in the Dark, All terrible, terrible movies. movies. But Steven Spielberg basically created the summer season. He did. There was not warmth on the planet until Steven Spielberg <laughs> came along. Well, no, and, and that's one it thing I want to bring up. people afraid of beaches. Right. Because it hasn't always been summer blockbuster. Summer used to be the time that studios would kind of crank out their B-movies yeah. because everyone's on vacation. No one's watching movies. They waited till December or the fall to kind of really get in there with the really good movies. Except in 1975. So what? we're both going to pick this one. Well, look, are we saying, are we going with this one movie or should we pick one of his movies and then move on to other movies? I think we need to pick the movie. Oh, because so we have to pick one Steven Spielberg one movie? One Steven Spielberg movie to be on there. I want Jake to, I want your input on this as well, This is Jake? the movie, okay. not the director. This is so the Mount Rushmore of movies, not the Clearly you're directors. going with... Jaws. Jaws, the first ever real blockbuster, 1975. Released in June of nineteen seventy. Well, we were talking about the National Monument, so the first one does make sense. It does, and this is the one that they say helped create the summer blockbuster. And this one made, at the time, $470 million, which, you know, nowadays is like, oh, the movie did pretty well, but back then, this was huge. And one of the reasons that I think that this one succeeded, because it was really, it's weird. It's, it's based on a book, yeah. which is funny because actually Steven Spielberg, I believe they, they read this book. No, no, that's what they read the book. They were getting the director later, but this book was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to make a movie on it and then turn it into a blockbuster, a movie about a shark, like a, a B horror movie. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but they went all in and they had a huge marketing campaign and they had like advertisements and they they toured they actually went to i think they said to 11 countries or something like that or 11 countries yes 11 states maybe i can't remember oh there it is 11 u.s cities i was close that is not a big tour no but back then that's what this was not the thing to do hmm. well so that, remember he's taking a big risk with this one like any blockbuster where they spend maybe 200 million dollars he had a motorized shark in the water and granted, it didn't really work out. Yeah. I mean, it worked out in the end, yeah. oh, but it, not the way he wanted. It caused so many issues. They were over budget. They yeah. were over time. Steven Spiel- we talked about this on the Steven Spielberg show, but he thought the crew hated him. And yeah. He was pretty sure he was going to be fired after it was all over. He, he, it was a miserable experience for almost everyone involved, but it, it was a masterpiece. Right. But also, they had a huge merchandising tie-in, which I thought was weird for Jaws. I'm listening. Like skippers? They had a barbies with legs missing. They had, so they had a... Television spots and merchandise such as soundtrack soundtrack albums, T-shirts, plastic tumblers, books about the making of the movie, a book the movie was based on, beach towels, blankets, shark costumes, toy sharks, hobby kits, iron transfers, games, posters, sharks, tooth, sharks, tooth necklaces, sleeper, water pistols, and more. And nightmares for the rest of my life. All with the Jaws logo on there. Just when you're on the toilet. 
<laughs> Wait, what? what? Toilet sharks? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, no, that, that was a genuine fear when I was a kid that something was going to no, come up and eat me. No, it's those snakes that come up. Oh, I don't want to think about those right? either. And this was the highest grossing movie of all time when it came out. Really? Yeah. So there was Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I read that today too. And what else was there back in the day? Uh, well, that's the thing is, obviously this isn't adjusted for inflation mm-hmm. and it was beaten a little while later, but at the time this was the blockbuster and the movie to see. Okay. So, so Joel, you're you know, saying you know we owe it all to hmm. Cosmopolitan. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> the producers actually, uh, heard about the novel Jaws. Uh, one of them found out because he came across it in the literature section of the lifestyle magazine Cosmopolitan. Wow. So he heard about the novel because of Cosmopolitan. He read the novel. That's and why you own so book. many of those. <laughs> yeah, Joel. So you're picking Jaws over. I'm picking uh, Jaws, uh, a face of a shark. Imagine that. Like, so think back to the future too. The shark. You yeah, want, just coming out of the mountain. I think the kind of like awesome. the movie cover itself. Yeah, you're going for Jaws. So you're going for this over the face of a T-Rex. Over, let's say E.T. <laughs> you made him think about that. Well, over Indiana Jones. Here's the problem, Kent. No. One of those is included. I think Steven Spielberg may deserve double billing on this. You just you just said only one movie though. Then why no, one movie? But then there's another movie. There's then four why faces. Why not we just pick. put Steven Spielberg's face on this mountain? Because it's not about directors. It's about the movies. That is true. That is the criteria. I better change one of mine then. <laughs> the show. So you're saying Jaws? I will actually back up Jaws because I'm really curious to know your next pick. Yeah. But I want to pick next. Okay. Pop, pop quiz. Hot Wait, shot. Jake, is that bacon cell approved? Yeah. Yeah, for Jaws sure. Jaws is on there. Jaws Chis- is start, up. start chiseling. Okay. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Who's on the actual Mount Rushmore, Kent? Oh, it's Washington. Yes. Lincoln. Yes. It is um, Daddy. Roosevelt. Yeah. And also Matt uh, Jefferson. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The four faces. I thought you were going to say Matt Damon for I a Matt Damon. Alexander Hamilton. I almost said Alexander Hamilton <laughs> because he's so dang popular now. Yeah, but yeah, just why, I wanted to bring that up. There's four faces, just yes. in case you didn't know, all you uh, international listeners Are you trying to make there. up for the American History Quiz show? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. That felt kind of good. Okay, <laughs> I want to go next. Okay. So we have a animatronic shark. Yes. I think we need an animated movie. Animated movie? Animated movie. Okay. You want Toy Story? A giant summer movie. Toy Story would definitely be in the running. But the animated movie I'm going up. for, and it's not even my favorite Disney movie, but it would be the Lion King. I knew you loved that movie. I think we need I knew that was your favorite or Simba's face up there on the mountain next to that shark. Ooh. Now, I, I think about it. 1994, the summer of 94, this movie was a phenomenon. It was. Bigger than... And look, I'm saying Beauty and the Beast is the masterpiece. Little Mermaid brought Disney back from the depths. Right. Aladdin is... Um, I like that movie far more than this one, but the Lion King is what people think of this so was the summer movie for would it them. be mufasa's face or simba's face either one they're interchangeable that was racist i'm sorry <laughs> animalist animalist, animalist. <laughs> exactly um, thoughts well i i i, I do you remember seeing this one yes i remember seeing this one in theaters right. and i remember th- being amazed by it yeah. especially the opening sequence which we talked about on our disney music episode yes we did i think it's an amazing movie but it's going to be a runner-up to the ones I have. So I, I don't. If so we, here's here's what we need to do. If then. we if we agree, then they, that goes on the. That goes on. So if 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 you don't agree, then we're gonna we're gonna hold it. I'm gonna put a little pin in Lion King, right? If Joel doesn't agree, Ouch. and then let's hear some more. Okay. And then we'll we'll circle back to see what. Uh, but okay. you guys you guys each have four and no more than that. Correct. Yes. Four. Okay. There's four nominees, and we're gonna get down here. Okay. So Jaws is in. Lion King's got a pin in it. 
Joel, what's your next one? Well, see, I'm going to go with the, the staples here because that if this is well, the that's national what we're mon- doing. Yeah, if this is the national monument. This is the one that needs to do it. And the movie that beat Jaws was Star Wars in Star 1977. Wars. Yeah. You're going to agree you with actually, that? You stole mine. That was, I was going to say Star Wars next. Oh, I was going in chronological order. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I going in chronological order? Yes, you oh, are. Yeah. That was 77. Yeah, I am. No, I meant, I meant with my all my picks. So uh, this one came out in May 1977. Uh, and in fact, almost all the Star Wars movies, the original trilogy and actually the prequels come out in May. That's like their month to do it. And this one earned $410 million in total worldwide. And adjusted for inflation, that's around $1.3 billion. I was going to say, that's less than the Jaws number you just gave me, but that's not inflation. So Yeah. Um, but this one is, it became this huge phenomenon, which we've talked about a number of times on this show. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> but the funny thing about this one is, is that George Lucas just really wanted to make Flash Gordon. Yeah. He wanted to make a Flash Gordon adaptation. And so he was trying to get the rights and they said no, trying to get the rights. They said no. And he's like, fine, I'm going to make my own space movie and it's going to be awesome and have lightsabers. But it was awesome and it had lightsabers. It was. And I love, I loved reading about Star Wars and all the incarnations of what it was called. Yeah. In fact, when they started filming, the name of the movie, Jacob, was Mm -hmm. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills, Saga 1, colon, The Star Wars. That was... Sounds like this weird French film. (laughs) No. But that's what it was originally. They changed it to Star Wars. They changed it to The Star Wars during filming and then even shortened it further to just Star Wars during filming. Thank goodness. But this was, once again, this was a huge, and I, I guess I didn't realize, I thought a lot of these movies, it was mostly word of mouth. Yeah. Like your friend would be like, oh my gosh, did you see this movie? It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. But both Jaws and Star Wars had a huge marketing push and involved merchandising and TV spots. Oh, easily. And I think that's kind of what really cemented it in as a summer blockbuster. So do we put Darth Vader's face on there? That's what it's got to be because you, you don't want Luke Skywalker's face no, on Oh, there. his whiny. Wow, that's mean. You don't. <laughs> you don't want Luke Skywalker's <laughs> face. Station. It'd be the worst. the face all wrong. It wouldn't work out. Well, but Anakin's face. Yeah, but they even. Which I, one? They even mm-hmm. went to Comic-Con in San Diego and promoted the movie there to all the sci-fi people that were there. That was one of their marketing pushes they did there. And it debuted in fewer than 32 theaters. Whoa. That's how it started because they didn't That's really, crazy. they didn't have faith in it. They thought this other movie, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was something with Susan Sarandon, but they thought that was going to be the big, this was kind of the B side to that when they, when they sold it to the theaters. And then this one took off. And so they ended up having to expand it to a ton of different movie, movie theaters because people wanted to see it. And uh, I'd like to quote film critic Roger Ebert, if I may. May he rest in peace. Thank you. Like Birth of a Nation (laughs) and Citizen Kane, Star Wars was a technical watershed that influenced many of the movies that came after. And Birth of a Nation is the worst. I hate that movie. But it was epic for its time. It's time. But this is this really is like this uh, Jaws and Star Wars. The reason I want both of them on there as these tent poles is because they were the ones that kind of took away the idea of like the you know film being this kind of auteur, artistic, deep thinking thing and gave us big, loud, awesome, cool movies. So you're saying they dumbed down America. They, they turned it from <laughs> like, I'm just saying they turned it from things like, you know, Taxi Driver and Annie Hall, which right. neither one I'm actually a big fan of. Uh, even The Godfather I do like, but still they took it from that being kind of these big money makers and turned it into well, they were popcorn. they were well, they had big dumb movies they were just musicals no these mm. movies came out and they were in cinemas for a year it was just crazy yeah yeah so they look, had nothing to do i'm totally backing that up i think both okay. choices are fantastic thank you just imagine for a second you have jaws yeah. on one side of the mountain you have darth vader yeah 
right next to it. Uh-huh. And you have the same voice of James Earl Jones right <laughs> next to it with Mufasa. Well, then James Earl Jones, it should just be his face. <laughs> uh, Steven Spielberg and James Earl Jones on a mountain together. <laughs> keep, keep, it, keep it pinned in the Lion King because I got two more to go that I think you might enjoy, Jacob. Okay. So I want to go straight to this is kind of what I wanted to say with Steven Spielberg. I think Indiana Jones means summer to me. So you want Indiana up there too? I want Indiana's face. But Joel sounds weird. Joel, we know. I look. I was too young to see most of these movies in the theater. I saw The Last Crusade in the theater, and that's the only one. I saw that in theaters. But Joel wants a dinosaur up there, and I'm 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 not saying there shouldn't be a dinosaur, but that's a Steven Spielberg mountain. I'm saying (laughs) there has been a great summer experience with Jurassic Park, and maybe I'm arguing against Jurassic Park now, even though I shouldn't, because I saw that movie seven times in the theater. I loved that movie. But there's one great experience in five movies. Indiana Jones. I mean, granted, there's Kingdom of the Crystal School. We don't Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Even Temple of Doom. When you're a kid yeah. and you see that movie, these are in summertime for me. And you're like, meant, I shouldn't be watching this movie as right? a kid. It, summertime meant imagination. It meant going outside playing pretend. It meant going on an adventure in your mind. And that's exactly what Indiana Jones gave you. It started every summer. It came out basically every May or June. And it was like perfect timing. And I'm saying like Raiders and Last Crusade were just great adventures. I don't yeah. love Temple Doom as much. I like it a lot more than people. It's like people hate on that one. No, you shouldn't hate it. But it's really it, fun. But like to give a movie a prequel. Joel, you don't want an alien face up there, do you? No. Okay. I, I will make a case for alien as well. But I, not, not in the National Monument. I mean, for the Xenomorph. Not the Xenomorph. <laughs> no, I really would. There's, some, about there's summer movies as well, but well, I'm not going to. Because Joel's saying something other than Indiana, I suspect. I am. So you're going to have to put a pin in Indiana Jones. Yeah, pin in Indiana. Because I'm going to say Jurassic Park. Ha ha. Because that was another one. This came out in June of 1993. It's a Steven oh, Spielberg one again. I have to pick between those two. Grossed over $914 million worldwide in its original theatrical run. It has gone for that. And this one's weird because Steven Spielberg... Learned about this book that Michael Crichton wrote before it was ever published. He was having a uh, lunch with Michael Crichton talking about ER. I think he was they were going to produce something together. And then he talked to him about this book he had. And Steven Spielberg said, I want that. But there was a bidding war and they had Tim Burton and Columbia and Richard Donner and 20th Century Fox. Joe Dante were all kind of wanting this picture. But then Steven Spielberg got it in the end. But the reason I think this one belongs on the mountains, the reason I think T-Rex's roaring face should be on this mountain alongside the shark and Darth Vader, which have already been established is because this movie made you believe dinosaurs were real. And it gave so many more filmmakers the idea of I can do what has never been done before because now the technology has finally caught like up. What? what, what did this inspire except for terrible sequels? No, that's what I'm saying. This inspired CGI like this inspired computer graph, uh, but it was practical as well. No, that's thing, it was a mix of pra- and that's why this movie works. Oh, it, it did. That, that's why the other movies don't work as well because they rely more on CGI than practical. Totally. And this one, they mix practical effects and CGI effects. They had puppeteers and computer engineers working together to create something that looks so believable that suddenly p- filmmakers could say, I could never I, like well, I had this idea of what I wanted to do, but there was no way to do it. But now I see this can be done. See, was that lightning in a bottle or just a, a great memory in I'm movies? Lightning in a bottle. Because the case I would make for Indiana Jones, not only is he the first real human face up on the mountain, but it, it's adventure. And adventure is summertime. But even then, I mean, don't get me wrong. Indy has an amazingly iconic 
face. Like, look, he has the hat. Oh, yeah. The who scruff. doesn't want to see that fedora up in stone? But at the same time, <laughs> I'm saying it, it, it would take you a bit to go, who's that? Oh, it's Indiana Jones. That's oh, who it is. Hardly. You Everyone knows Harrison you're like, Ford's face. Boom, Jurassic Park. You mm. know it's Jurassic Park is one of the biggest <laughs> things. Okay. Okay, so we've got Mufasa. You like this is a debate show all of a sudden? Oh, no, yeah, th- yeah which is exactly what it's going to By the be. way, yeah. uh, so when Jaws came out, it was the highest grossing film. This is what I warned film. you guys about. When uh, uh, Star Wars came out, it was the highest grossing film. When Jurassic Park came out, it was the highest grossing film of the time. This is another one of those breaking the barrier of gross. Yeah, by the way, Fast and Furious is one of the highest grossing franchises. Doesn't really mean that much. Franchises. The last couple of movies have made over a billion dollars. Yeah, Fate of the Furious and Seven, I think. I don't, put a pin in Fast and the Furious. I don't, don't want it on there. No, 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 no. I don't want it in there. No, he just he was no, fighting for I'll, it. I'll, I'll second it. <laughs> we want Dom. I want Vin Toretto. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a pin in Lion King. We, we have two slots filled. Oh, my gosh. He's actually, it's a pretty big summer movie. Stop thing, it. I did, I'm sorry I mentioned it. <laughs> There's two slots filled with the, we had uh, Jaws. Jaws, the shark face and, and then Darth, Darth Vader's face. Okay. But we have a pin in Indiana Jones, Lion King, and you can just push Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park forward if you want. Well, let's, let's hear the rest first. All right. Ken, you want to go next or do you want me to go? I'm going to go. Okay. I just want to see an actor's face. This is where I'm breaking the rules. Tom Cruise. I want to see Tom Cruise's face up, up on the mountain. Tom Cruise. You already have him in your backyard. It's, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so creepy. <laughs> Not even his face. He has Tom Cruise in his backyard. (laughs) Tom Tom Cruise Cruise is Mr. Summer. He is the biggest Hollywood summer action star ever. Most of his movies. He has a lot of good winter movies. Is that true? Because his biggest grossing movie is The Mummy. Actually, The Mummy actually made a lot of money. It It did. did. And it's a summer movie. But it's not his biggest grossing movie. Not even by a long shot. No, No, worldwide. No, it's not. It only made 409 million worldwide. What's his biggest? War of the Worlds? Uh, Right here we have... Yeah, War of the Worlds, I think, may be his biggest. What? Nope, actually, Rogue Nation is his biggest, oh. 682 million. Hmm. Every Mission Impossible except for one was a summer movie. Also, you have Edge of Tomorrow. And by the way, I would just put Tom Cruise's face from the first Mission Impossible, probably with the little headpiece yeah. on the side of the mountain. But we have... Or just have him put a, a real uh, image on the mountain and have him just hanging down there in the front of a, it. If, if he's not, if his yeah, face isn't there, be. he better be climbing up that mountain, <laughs> yeah. basically. Dun, dun, but dun. I mean, we have That's War of the Worlds, too. Minority Report, Edge of Tomorrow, which is a fantastic underrated movie. And most of his movies, like even like the smaller ones like Collateral and The Firm, Top Gun was a summer movie, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, Tropic Thunder... All these were summer movies. Tropic Thunder. I don't know if Tropic Thunder counts. Th- that's not a Tom Cruise movie. He just because he's in it. a fat suit he dancing at the end. steals it. <laughs> if it's on there, I want it to be Fat Tom Cruise. That's what I want oh it to be. Gosh. Fat Tom Cruise. Uh, but I'm saying... Band's name in college? If Steven Spielberg... <laughs> if I could, in college. If I could have creative forces <laughs> up on the mountain, Steven Spielberg would be the director and the actor of summer would be Tom Cruise. See, now I look at these... I see this this national monument that we're creating, that we're chiseling into the mountain Come for on, history. Who doesn't want to see that middle tooth chiseled in stone? <laughs> the tooth in the middle of his face? Yeah. No, uh, what I feel, because this is the thing. If you look at my mountain, I don't have any actual <laughs> actors' faces on there nominated. Because I got the T-Rex, I got Darth Vader, I got the shark. And for my final pick, and Kent is not going to agree with this, Jacob, but you may. Okay. I want the Iron Man helmet. That's disgusting. <laughs> I want the Iron Man helmet because it was released May, two, May, in May yeah. 2nd, 2008 
box office gross, a uh, worldwide gross of 585 million. Shame. And this on launched you. This launched yeah. the next decade of summers where we get about two Marvel yeah. movies every year. And by the way, speaking of Fast every and Furious summer. or the ruination of America's and then minds. Also, but you think about, when you think about summer blockbusters now, what do you think about? It's superhero Transformers. Movies. And Iron Man started it all. And it was a gamble. Started it all? Are you kidding me? No. Started, Superman no, no. 1978. Superman, a summer <laughs> yes. movie. Now, what, was the, what was the big uh, push after that? What was the big summer movies that came out after Superman came out? That was the year after Star Wars. Are you saying but summer movies No, I'm saying, I'm saying that, that? that kicked off the entire superhero series of uh, a decade. Yep, because we had Superman. Man 2, and then we had two terrible sequels, and then Batman 1989. That was a decade later. I'm saying this has been going solid so, ever since Iron Man. So, but you just said Iron Man started superhero movies. That I'm, was no, no, a no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is that Iron Man kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the summer super, uh, the superhero summer blockbuster that happens every year now. You expect summer but blockbusters. But they're not even summer movies at this point. Sometimes they come out during summer. Most Sometimes of the time they it's do. October. Well, they, that's Marvel's releasing about two superhero movies a year. Three. Three. I yeah. was looking at it's like two. It's like 2002. Two to, summer well, the beginning. one in the fall, right? I'm looking at this one. It was like 2008. They had uh, Iron Man I and Incredible Hulk. I just cannot believe you'd put Iron Man over Superman, the original superhero, or Batman. Was that, that's Okay, wrong. Batman I know came out in the summer. I don't know if Superman came out in the summer it or did. not. Did it? Yes. And, and I thought about putting Batman in there, but the thing is, Batman, it, as much as I love Batman... And just Batman, to fact check, the first Superman didn't, but Superman 2, 3, 4, and Man of Steel came out during the summer. Thank you for fact checking yes. yourself. Look, and here's the thing, too, you're not thinking of that might help you relax a little bit since you're way up on this thing, like about to throw spears down on top <laughs> of shoulders. Pretty much. Um, but he, we're talking about blockbusters, though, right? So it's not necessarily even cinema well, or the best movies. We're talking about just big movies. Yes, yes like summer Superman blockbusters. wasn't a big movie. I feel like what? Like Superman wasn't a big movie. If you're putting Iron Man over Indiana Jones... Or even an animated movie like The Lion King, which was the biggest animated movie up until maybe four years ago. This has become a debate Up show. until Frozen came out, Lion King was the biggest animated movie of all time. Your Honor, if I may approach the bench. <coughs> Let's just do Frozen instead. No, Can we stop. just settle for no, Frozen? Because that was a winter like, movie. Look, you made a good point there. Let's stop just stick it. with Frozen. Stop it. I take it all back. Yeah, first, Elsa oh, on the he wants, he, yeah, Your Honor, he wants Fast and the Furious and Elsa. Don Toretto and Elsa. <laughs> It's like the B side that's on the back of the mountain. Oh my gosh. Dom should so be on the back side. Uh, Your Honor, if I may approach the bench, what I wanted to do, oh dear. what I wanted to do when I, how when is I, this taking so long? What I wanted to do is when I made show? this mountain was that I wanted to represent summer blockbusters throughout history. And with the kickoff of Jaws, makes perfect sense. Star okay. Wars changed the game. Then you get the 90s with computer graphics. And then we get the superhero boom, which. Don't get me wrong, Kent. Batman and Superman laid the foundation. It makes Definitely. sense. They created sense. the foundation. But Iron Man was a gamble. They had this B-list superhero that no one knew or cared about. They cast Robert Downey Jr. in the role, who was barely coming out of his complete spiral. Yeah. And they turned him into a megastar. They turned this into a mega million dollar franchise. And they are succeeding financially and critically over and over and over again because of this foundation, because of this kickoff. Why not that was just Tony throw Stark. Groot up on that mountain, Joel? I mean, that's the class you just gave. Because the new Guardians of the Galaxy isn't the foundation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Iron Man is. But it's critically and financially successful. I it mean, is. if you're going by that, I'm sorry. This launched I, a I don't decade. even see Iron Man as a summer star because he's in 19 Marvel movies that have come out of, at various times. Mostly during To me, summer. that's not summer. No. Well, that actually makes it more like a blockbuster, doesn't it? Because they can't, they can't give up the character? Well, just because he keeps sticking around, right? That makes but these bigger. movies could come out in December. It doesn't, he's not a summer staple. Hmm. Well, and this is also what made Marvel Studios Marvel Studios because they didn't really produce much before this. And they chose Iron Man because he'd never been done before in a live action. 
So can over Spider Man, over Spider Man, over the X Men, mind you, X Men, which in two thousand, Kent Spider Man has had a couple reboots. It has not had the sustainability as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm sorry, Spider Man in two thousand. Yeah, it was two two thousand two two thousand two. Man, I mean, and especially following two years. That's not even one of your X-Men, picks. It's That's not, not even I'm one of your picks. You were negating everything that I'm came not before Iron Man. No, and no, made no, it, no, no, no. You're just saying it's a symbol for the bigger a, Marvel. I'm universe. saying it, it represents yeah. the superhero movies okay. that have boomed in the last decade. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. So, can, so you have two picks to make. So we've, we've thrown a lot. So wait, of are you going to back this one up or not? I'm not oh, sure. Okay, heavens no. Okay, I want to swear. Just want to be clear. Okay, so we've got we've got. This is for the National Monument of Movies. Iron Man helmet. Iron Man helmet. Joel, you said all four of yours, right? Yes. So we got Star Wars Jaws. Star Wars Jaws are approved, and then the unapproved, but pin and should be in there, are the T Rex head and the Iron Man helmet. Okay, Kent, what's your last one? Indiana Jones. Okay, Tom Cruise, and anyone but Iron Man. So that's, he, he that's not even that's like that's one no, pick. That no, is what you just said. Because Tom, Tom Cruise isn't even a character. Oh, for, uh, Ethan Hunt for Mission Impossible. Okay, so Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have other picks, Kent? No, those are my picks. Those are your picks. We only got our four. Yeah. Like I, my four are Jaws, uh, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Iron Man. Tom Cruise, who is fifty nine. Maybe sixty five, <laughs> and he's still making he successful 59. summertime Mission Impossible movies. It will be the movie let this me, summer. Let me ask you another question, Your Honor, if I may. Okay. If this is a th- Your uh, Honor, look at the respect. <laughs> if, this a, Jake. if this is a national theme park. Okay. Oh, by the way, Mufasa. I never. Yeah, yeah. Mufasa as well. Oh yeah, he, he got sidetracked. That's because we, that's we already picked missing. two with Joel, yeah. so you know uh, that's fair. Well, it's because <laughs> you I'm agreed pick, with those. I'm two. picking the right ones. <laughs> but here's the other thing: is if we're going to make this a national park and we're going to want tourism, what are people going to want to come see? Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. Keep in that's mind, they're true. actually re- they're remaking Lion King next year. Are they? Yes, they live, are. Live, live action. Live action. action. Yeah. Oh, yes. gosh. Which is CG live action? So stupid. So there you go. Not real. Okay. Uh, all right. So Jaws, Star Wars, and then I need to choose between Iron Man, Mufasa, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, and Tom Cruise. I like how Tom Cruise isn't even a character because <laughs> you'll see his face if it goes Tom Cruise. It just feels right to me that I'm, I'm, on my four, you get all these characters from movies that are Tom easily identifiable, Cruise. quickly identifiable. I all know right. what that's from. All right, Kent, I'm going to go ahead and cut. I'm going to go ahead and cut Mufasa. Wow, no animated movies then. No animated movie. I don't think he Except stands for Iron Man, which it, was animated. It's a good one, it but CGI it doesn't stand and up. live action. You like Iron Man. Like. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Iron Man. You hate Iron Man 2 and 3 more than anything, Joel. Your Honor, he hates those movies. It's true, but it's, he has made it clear yeah. it's a symbol recognizing it's, the it's last decade It's a symbol that's starting strong Marvel. and then petering like to, right out. No, see, I like to go that, with that one Marvel would crumble with the next out, reboot. Remember that. There will be reboots, and they will recast, and they redesign <laughs> the suit, and so that mask will not even stick around. But you know it will represent the original. Jaws, Darth Vader, Tom Cruise's face has never changed. Mufasa's is animated. That will never change. They rebooted Star Wars. Stop it. No, they didn't. They never made those. Okay, so uh, Tom Cruise. No one's going to remember Robert Downey Jr. in 15 years. They don't have to. It's not his face. It's Iron Man's face. And they're going to change Cruise, that. Iron Man and Indiana. So I just need to cut out one more. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is doable. Wait. Wait, who did you one pick? One more? Right, because we've got two. So now I just have Indiana. No, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Gosh, dang it. Okay, Indiana, Jurassic Park, and Tom Cruise, and 
Iron Man. A dinosaur face is it, like I love Jurassic Park, but it's just a dinosaur. Imagine face. the giant dinosaur face looming. Yeah, out but of the no one really goes to the Jurassic Park. They're going to go cool dinosaur monument because okay. dinosaurs are everywhere. But it's one of the temple. It's a summer blockbuster monument. You go there. It's Mount Summer Blockbuster. You're not going like, to walk in and be like, no, you're going to walk dinosaur. in. Dinosaur. Big Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park three. That's terrible. Oh yeah, I, sure. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting Jurassic Park. <gasps> no, it doesn't stand up to either. And we already have. I feel like Jaws, a symbol of the animal up there. I think I'm okay with that for Spielberg. But imagine the, the shark going towards the T Rex and the T Rex going towards the shark on the mountain. Okay, well, that should just be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Megalodon. Mountain monsters. <laughs> Megalodon. Actually, that's a sci-fi we original have, We should movie. have a baking bit on that. Megalodon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's Megalodon. Meg. It's coming up. Yep. So I love, We are spending so much time on this. Ethan Hunt. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay, now I'm down to three. Ethan Hunt, Iron Man. Iron Drunk. <laughs> Iron Super Spy. Man, I don't know. Keep in mind, Ethan Hunt won the Spy versus Spy versus Spy tournament. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need to draw their faces out and look down and see what works the best. I think, I think in T-Rex, you should put that back in there because that would work awesome. Uh, no, imagine the smirk given to you, that little smolder. You want smolder. a smurf? Is that what the, you said? The smolder from Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did say you want his face, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and Ethan Hunt's. Two hours later. You know, I actually have the decision in my head, and I've almost said it like three times. But just go ahead. I just Willem choke. Defoe from the first I Spider-Man. Choke oh, every single time. Terrifying. Uh, no, we have to cut Tom Cruise. We got to we got to cut Tom Cruise. That's a shame. It is a shame. It's not a shame. It kind of is. He's it, Mr. Summer. He, you know, like it's risk, <sighs> it's risky business putting him on. If there. he makes it till he's seventy, he makes it. <laughs> that's, that's in two years. No, I, can, can, we can still have him hanging down from the mountain. Okay. Okay, I will take that. Yeah. Okay, so that means we have. Jaws. Yes. We have Star Wars. We have that's it. Then Harrison Ford. Too. Yeah, and Iron Man's face. Not helmet. Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Iron Man helmet. And Iron Man helmet. That's it. That's the national monument. I am never visiting this monument. <laughs> or if no. I am, I'm going to block part of it out with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> that took like too long. So now we got the national monument. How long monument. was that? Was that a whole show? It's, a, ha- it's a half a show. So here's the other half of the show we're going to go for right now is we are going to now talk about our personal monuments because we were so inspired or enraged by what happened at the National Monument that we decided to create our own and not necessarily saying these are the better ones, but just our, our personal favorites. So my favorites are Thor Ragnarok, even though it came out in November. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. All good choices. Ant-Man. There you go. All right, Kent, your turn. I will stop this recording <laughs> right now. Sir, you have no integrity. <laughs> now we know who chose the Iron Man mask. Hmm. America did. America. It was America. <laughs> it's on the national monument Joel, now. Geez, Jacob is not America. <laughs> so, okay. Personal choices, which these are not up for debate, but they can be up for criticism. Yeah. So should we just go one by one? Yeah, let's go one by one. And Jake, I would like to hear your feedback. And also, if you have a personal mountain based on our choices. Do you have any honorable mentions for this one, Kent? A ton. I, I do, know. too. I had a hard time with this one. I'm going to go with my big player. Your big player. My big player is Batman. Like Batman, Tim Burton, Batman or Batman, Dark Knight, because they're both summer blockbusters. Batman in general. Like if I'm going to put just a generic Batman, it would probably be Batman, the animated series, because that's the only thing people can agree on. That's not a summer blockbuster. I know. I'm just saying that to keep people happy. No, it'd be Christian Bell. His face is Dark Knight. So you're going with the Dark Knight. It would be not Tim Burton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be the mask? Like just the ears and stuff? The well, yes, the but obviously you need the, you need the chin and the little the hmm. smirk. And also, there would See, be a growl. I well. w- I disagree. I would put Tim Burton's Batman on there over. Dar- no, I shouldn't say over Dark Knight because I like Dark Knight. Dark Knight is so good. 
It's oh, amazing. I'm sorry. But I feel like in regard to Sonic I'm the only one fighting for Batman here, Joel. So. I know, but I can criticize. You can criticize The Dark Knight, which was released in 2008. I'm not criticizing The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> and made $1 billion. $1 billion. I sound like Dr. Evil. Marvel you does do. that every week. <laughs> Stupid people. Slackjawed yokels. Don't make me more mad than I already am. I can't help it. Look at that monument, Dad. <laughs> Who's the guy in the middle with the hat? That's Indiana Jones' son. That's so sad. I know. Is that Shia LaBeouf's dad? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. No, here's the thing. Joel and I can both agree. Like, we both love Batman. We're going to make fun of each other regardless. But when the first Batman came out in 1989, came out in June. I wish I knew who the bigger Batman fan was. Oh, come on. I wish I knew knew that. There was a Batman movie before that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the 1966 version? Batman the movie? When did it come out? Like what What month? Was it summer? Oh, I don't know. Actually. It was not summer. It wasn't? No. Okay, I'll take I your word for it. I made that up. I don't even know. I'll look for it. <laughs> yeah, look it up. It probably was because there was shark repellent. But it so wasn't it a was blockbuster. Summertime. No, so the like when the first Batman movie came out, Jake, I don't know if you saw this in the theater. In 1966? Oh, it 19... came out July 30th, 1966. Oh, there you go. So it's weird. I didn't see that, actually. Bat- Batman being a grim hero or wasn't grim anti-hero is always been a summer release. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it. Like even Well, no, Batman Returns was not a summer release. It was. It came out on June 19th, 1992. It was June? I thought it was like Even though spring. it's a Christmas-type movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas-themed movie. That was so weird to yeah. realize it came out during the summer. Thanks a lot, Tim Burton. So I remember my dad took me to see the original Batman, and the first scene, and like I didn't really collect comics at this point. I was eight. And the first scene when he goes to the movie with his parents, and, well, I guess... The Spoiler alert for Batman. Right, exactly. Actually, there's... there's His parents do die. What? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The, the whole thing was eerie for times. me, though, because, you know, I'm going to a movie with my parents and whatnot, and it just... It, it, I was like, what in the world is this? Okay. And it makes you fall in love with the eeriness of Batman, and Tim Burton nailed it. He did. Yeah. And then with Batman Returns, I remember I was 12. My my buddy's mom took us to a, like a movie theater in Bountiful, which is really tiny. Mm-hmm. We paid our own money to go see Batman Returns and, of course, called her collect to come pick us up after. <laughs> come pick me up at the movie theater. Click. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I love Or it's like when your name is like, please state your name after yeah. the beep. Yeah. Come yeah. pick me up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> come pick me up, Lagoon. So... I loved that movie. And then even the, the inferior sequels, Batman Forever and Batman Robin, like Forever was still fun. That one came out yeah. in June as well. Mm-hmm. Batman Robin was another June movie. So 95 and 97. And granted, these made like Batman Forever was a really successful movie making 336 million. Batman Robin made 238 million. And I remember by the time the fourth movie came out, I was I think I saw maybe a week or two late. I just didn't care Mm -hmm. at that point. I don't know if it was like the promotions were just terrible. It might have been. I knew the cast. I I don't really care about the cast at all, like George Clooney, Mm -hmm. even though I like Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Well, see, and Batman and Robin came out, I was 17. Yeah. And I was working at Quiznos. There was a video store just a couple stores down from us. And they had Batman and Robin merchandise. And so I was like, sweet, free Batman stuff. And so I had a Batman and Robin hat and I had a Batman and Robin poster. Oh. And it wasn't good. Yeah. It was really bad. But at the time, and I had a Batman and Robin soundtrack. Oh, the soundtracks for both movies are great. And so, look, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward years. I mean, with this eight years later. Is that how many years you're going to talk about Batman? Yeah. Of you're going to fast forward through years. years of it. I'm not, I'm not going to take this long. All I'm going to say is when Batman Begins came out, all I was was fearful. This is 2005, summer of 2005. Yeah. I went with my buddies and I said, oh, great, another Fears Batman movie. And I loved Batman at this point, but I knew that in cinema, he had been, I, I would, I would. <laughs> uh, I knew in cinema, Batman had been ruined. And I said, 
what's going to happen here? Oh, the guy who made Memento? Well, he makes indie films. Hopefully that's okay. But when I saw Batman Begins, I was a believer. I waited for that movie to suck the entire time. And they showed Bruce Wayne for over an hour without showing Batman. But then when he became the symbol of Batman, I was a believer. And then, you know, the Dark Knight came out and Dark Knight Rises. So he continues to be a summer presence. And Batman is on my personal mountain. Wow. That's the second half of the show. It should have been the first half, Joel. Well, here's the thing. I gave Batman an honorable mention. You didn't think Batman should be Oh, bigger Batman fan. Hmm, No, no, because I love The Dark Knight, and I love Tim Burton's Batman, but I don't have specific summer associations with them. Like It's kind of like they feel like they could be watched anytime. You don't remember seeing The Dark Knight? No, no, not not particularly in the summer. Like, that's the weird thing. And so I had to go with one that came, like, first came to mind. And when we, when we said, okay, with the personal, we're doing kind of your summer, your summer blockbusters. The first one that came to mind to me was Spider-Man. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, the 2002 (laughs) Spider-Man, Sam, directed by Sam Raimi. This was the first film to reach a hundred million dollars in a single weekend. It became the most successful film based on a comic book. I remember waiting in line outside a movie theater in Layton to get tickets to this. And like there were, they had a big the, Spider-Man the on days. the side of the wall. And it was just amazing. And I remember being so excited to go see the Spider-Man movie because I'd always been a Spider-Man fan. Like yeah. that was, it was Batman and Spider-Man. We were two big ones. Me too. And Superman. I like him too. Yeah. But, um, I remember watching the live action TV show and it was corny and campy, but I loved, you know, it was kind of just fun to watch. And then I saw Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and I was floored. I remember walking out of that theater being like, that was amazing to see Spider-Man fly through the city like that. Like you don't, you didn't see that before because it wasn't possible. Exactly. But thanks to Jurassic Park, who should be on the National Monument, CGI finally caught up to it and, no. it, beca- and it got to the point where this was a huge hit and it deserves to be on my personal mountain because this is, this apparently, they, they say that this film is credited for redefining the modern superhero genre as well as the summer blockbuster. This was one of the biggest films of the time and it had an average of $31,000 per theater, which was a huge box office record at the time. And uh, it was one of the highest gross. It was the highest grossing superhero film of all time, both domestically and worldwide. And uh, it was actually the domestic gross was toppled by the Dark Knight, understandably. Mm-hmm. But the worldwide gross, Spider-Man 3 beat Spider-Man. Uh, That's the weird thing about it is even with terrible sequels and Spider-Man 2 is not a terrible sequel. I mean, 3 and then kind of the amazing movies and homecoming mm-hmm. they still continue to make money they do and they're still summer summer tent poles we'll yes. say so that's why spider-man is my choice for my personal one it's a good pick i'll go like one hundredth of kent's time but uh which will still be 10 minutes but <laughs> <laughs> uh so no first one first one i want to mention is is deeply summer movie i remember walking into this theater like a hot day i was 10 minutes late to the movie or maybe more and I, I walk in and I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I want to go into this movie. It's probably going to be stupid, you know? And I look up and it's this uh, scene and it's all these, uh, this Roman army and they're shooting these arrows yeah. across the field. And, and we got, it was an upgraded theater as well. So it was like high def. And of course this is only the year, two, this is 2000. It and is, so yeah. they like, had it's kind of a new thing. Sound. And so, yeah, like the specs weren't that great, but I looked up, I, I stopped walking as I was walking toward my seat. And just took it in for a second and went, whoa. And this is Gladiator. This is uh, May 2000. So and, good. And uh, I sat down and Pretty I just... Pretty good. So, what? What? You guys, I've mentioned this before on the show. I'm not a huge Gladiator fan. Oh my do you like war gosh. epics at all? Yeah, I do. Like, I felt like Gladiator was kind of the lesser Braveheart. That's how I kind of saw it in my mind. 
it is so different than Braveheart. I mean, it's just a anyway. I know, but I'll tell you what though, the soundtrack is fantastic. The soundtrack is amazing. The visuals are amazing, and it features a non-fat Russell Crowe, which is amazing. <laughs> you know, that was my nickname in college as well. <laughs> wow, non-fat would, Russell no, Crowe or low-fat Russell Crowe. No, I was fat Tom Cruise, and then non-fat <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah, you were definitely fat Tom Cruise. Pre-fat Russell Crowe, probably. Uh, <laughs> we should talk more about his weight. <laughs> Poor Russell Crowe. Body shaming Russell Crowe, Jacob. Yeah. He's like, I didn't get, I didn't get an Academy Award in Gladiator, and now I'm, I'm fat. He actually did. <laughs> no, he only got nominated. I think he got the Best Actor. No, I'll look didn't. it up. You he guys talk because there was a whole thing because he like walked out because he was all mad. Mm. We're finding out. Okay, we're finding out. Uh, anyway, so directed by Ridley Scott, like I said, in May 2000 release. Uh, this movie. Uh, I watched it two more times that summer. Winner, best actor in the leading role, Russell Crowe. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he partied too much after. Man, how, what was I thinking of? I don't know. Beautiful Mind. Maybe Beautiful Mind. He also won know. for that. Did he win for that? <laughs> Man, I'm thinking of something. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's my pick. All right. So that, it's going to be Russell Crowe's face. Rus- no. What's the gladiator then? Okay. What's Russ- on the mountain? It's got to be Russell Crowe's face. Hold on. Or do you want... Do you or want just hands going Joaquin across Phoenix, the uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, I want Joaquin <laughs> With his thumb down. <laughs> With a big his thumb, thumb down. down. Oh, yeah. That could work. That's pretty good. No, actually. it'd be, it'd be Russell Crowe, I guess. Or you yeah. could have the helmet, Russell Crowe so wearing Maximus. The, the, the helmet. Yeah, the helmet could work. Yeah, the Spaniard helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. In summer of 1999, I went on a double date, guys. Oh, this is my pick, too. That's all. That's all I wanted to tell you about. You just want the young mountain? You want your double date? And I went to go see a scary movie that really changed things for me, especially because after the movie, we told scary stories. And as soon as I got home, I said, man, that movie's really kind of scary. But oh, no, here I am home alone. And I expect to see someone standing in the corner of my basement. I know what it is. It's the ring. It's the Blair Witch Blair Project. Witch. Dang it. Yeah. I was hoping for the ring. I will have Heather's <laughs> ring, snotty... You want Blair Witch in your backyard? Heather's, I don't want Blair Witch in my backyard. Heather's what? snotty face on the on my mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's like close-up of her face. Choice? This is truly a summer movie So wait, for it's me. not even her face. It's like a close-up of her eye. Either that or I'll just have a pile of rocks somewhere on my mountain. <laughs> oh, you can have like, yeah, a little, the, you wicker, the wicker thing. No, the just have a person standing in a corner. When did Blair Witch oh, come out? Was that a summer 1999 movie? 1999 July. Yeah. Wow. And this movie changed so much because I said, wow, you know, that movie made me sick. But afterwards, I was so just excited for what horror could become. But man, it was different. And yeah. yes, that would definitely go on my mountain. I still don't know what you put up there. Like, there's not like a different Heather snotty face. Okay. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, so my movie, my, my next movie that I was going to put on my personal Mount Rushmore of summer blockbusters is one that I was not excited to see. I got dragged to see it because I was thinking to myself, who the heck wants to see a movie based on a Disney ride? Oh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Of Curse course of the Black it is. Pearl. Great choice. This movie came out in July of 2003, Gore Bavrinsky, And I remember going to see it and then going to see it again. And then going to see it again. This is one of the few movies I saw multiple times in the theater because I was like, you got to see this. Yeah. It's actually kind of good. Yeah, because it was based on a ride. I mean, I, nothing. They hadn't done that since Country Bears or, <laughs> or Tower of Terror. <laughs> no, but no. Disney did not have a, a very good track record with those two uh, made for TV movie. And then the Country Bears was an actual theatrical release. It did not do well. And so Michael Eisner actually wanted to shut this thing down. But then he saw the production and went, oh, there might be something here. And this one was interesting because they wanted to do the kind of the straightforward pirate movie when they had Matthew McConaughey. They wanted to kind of were eyeing him as Jack Sparrow because they wanted kind of this, you know, suave kind of swashbuckling type. 
And then they also talked about if they, they talked about having this go to direct to video because they were like, if it doesn't do well in theaters and they were looking at Christopher Walken being right. in that role or I mean, look, at, look at Cutthroat Island. Yeah. And that bomb just a yeah. couple years, but well, about eight years before. And then Jim Carrey was also considered, but then he had oh Bruce Almighty gosh. going on. And so he contractually could not get out of it. Thank goodness. No kidding. So then they decided to make this. And Johnny Depp comes in and starts doing his role as Captain Jack Sparrow. And everyone kind of went, what the heck is he doing? Like, this is not a pirate. You expect pirate to be like, "R matey, R," which most of the other pirates in the movie did. Yeah. And then he comes up and he starts doing his drunk uh, Keith Richards act. And it was amazing. It was magic. Like, at that first time when you saw it, you're like, this is hilarious. This is so not what I expected. And the story was great. Like, you had the Aztec gold that was cursed and the people that turned into skeletons and the moonlight. And it worked. Like, this was one of those movies that floored me when I first saw it. I can't believe they never made a sequel to that movie, though. It's a, it's sad, though. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. There's so much potential although, there. Although it seems smart, honestly, looking back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, keep it, you know, quit while you're ahead. So yeah. this, this Literally ahead on Joel's Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, everyone expected it to be a flop, by the way. Like, journalists were like, oh, yeah, based on a ride, this is going to be terrible. Because, I mean, even Johnny Depp, is, he was not a leading man in blockbusters at the time. He did, like, indie films, like Crybaby. I actually think this movie killed him because in the 90s, he was a great actor. This movie did kill him. The franchise killed him. Well, I think he got yeah. burned out. But here's the funny thing. So, overseas, this this is, like, worldwide. It dominated for seven consecutive weekends at the box office, which was a record. It was only three other movies have broke that record. Do you guys want to know what? Mm, Avengers Mufasa Dead Man's Chest was one that beat it uh, with nine consecutive weeks Avatar with 11 11 consecutive weeks and the Smurfs stop it with eight consecutive weeks Smurfs the squeakle Smurfs beat beat, uh, the record for most uh, weeks at number one overseas unbelievable is that bizarre but yes Pirates of the Caribbean it would be Jack Sparrow's face with long braids and the the triangle hat the tri-tip hat like I see that next to Spider-Man and I'm like, yes, this this mountain is shaping up nicely. Can you imagine yeah. how crazy Jim Carrey would be now if he had gotten that role? <laughs> oh, More crazy? I mean, can that be possible? No. That, I'm, I'm letting you know right now that movie would have bombed if Jim Carrey would have been in that lead role. Yeah. Johnny Depp made that role. By the way, can I add a fun fact real quick? Please do, Betty Lee. Blair Witch made for $60,000. It made $248 million. I it was Isn't that crazy? 30000 It used to be it the highest uh, budget to profit ratio in history until the paranormal activity. I was going to say until paranormal. Yeah. All right, Jake, what do you got? Because they were made for like a dollar. Okay. My next one is, you know, and I have to just say sorry, Kent, right from the beginning. This is not from a good director, but at the time when I was a teenager in 1996, this really blew me away. Oh, I, I know. And you, this deserves to be on there. This is Independence Day. Yeah. Most American Woo! movie of all time. Hardly. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a global movie. Uh, so yeah, directed by Roland Emmerich. Uh, it had a budget of seventy-five million. It made eight hundred and seventeen million. Wow! In nineteen ninety-six, this was a big boom movie. Oh my gosh! I'm glad this being mentioned because if Will Smith is not being mentioned in this show at all, like that's that, a big that problem. Would be yeah. a problem. That's like not putting Tom Cruise up on the mountain. Well, this maybe Will like, Smith should be on the mountain. After no. Bad Boys, this was like the big like Bad Boys made him a star. This pushed him into superstardom, and then Men in Black, and then Men in Black. Yes, yeah. then seven in ninety-seven. Yeah. So Independence Day. I went into this movie literally with low expectations because I saw the trailers. I was like, there's no way they're living up to this. There's no way they're living up to this. It's impossible. And I went in and about the time that they're on the air force one, you know, zooming away from the white house as it's being exploded. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Right. Like I'd never seen anything like this. And it just defined summer. It was big. It was huge. It was dumb and it was really rewarding. So yeah, yeah that uh, we talked about that all summer. Jacob. 
Yeah. Can I get a finger boop? Is this on your list? It's on my list. Yeah. That's of course my, it That's is. on my personal mountain. Because this was one, the same thing where I, I went to this being like, okay, whatever, you know, alien invasion movie. And I remember that scene when the White House blew up and I was like, this, that was so yeah. cool. Like just to see that happen on screen. But this got panned. Like critics hated this one. They thought it was loud Even noise. Then. Yeah. It's like, it, it has a 63%, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes now. Huh. But Which didn't like, exist when... But this was also one one of the reasons I want to put this on my tent pole, uh, my personal Mount Rushmore, which because this movie advertised uh, just there during the Super Bowl, which hadn't really been done before. And then this kind of became that. Oh, Super Bowl. That was way before. Yeah. And so that that became a thing to kind of advertise your big summer blockbuster in the Super Bowl Hmm. to get more eyes on it. Now, the question is. Jake, I think you should get Will Smith's face on your mountain, but I feel okay. like the guy who chiseled it, he he passed away, so he couldn't help you out. So, Joel, <laughs> you have your choice between President Bill Pullman or Brent Spiner no, on your mountain. I already decided what my mountain's going to be. Oh, let's hear it. It's going it to be the half ship like coming out of the mountain, like the big disc, with a beam coming down and then an explosion below it. I'm in. That's a bit intense. I'm totally in. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even the White House below it just before. Like, what is happening here? It's actually I have some really talented. <laughs> I have a, a really gift. <laughs> it's a stone gift. gift. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Uh, so, so are you done with uh, Independence Day? Yeah. I mean, I just want to talk about how this was the highest grossing film of 1996, which beat out Twister, Mission Impossible, and Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then this fun fact I'd love to share with you guys. A month after the film's released, jewelry designers and marketing consultants reported an increase in dolphin-themed jewelry, as the character Jasmine, played by Vivica A. Fox, wears dolphin earrings and is presented with a wedding ring featuring a gold dolphin. Really? Uh, that's what Wikipedia wow, said. strange. I, I read that one. Oh, yeah. Dolphins were Are big. Are they sure that's not from Flipper, which came out in 1995 with Elijah Wood? Did it? Probably. <laughs> I don't know when Flipper came out. No, we need oh. to look it up. I'm going to have to look up when Flipper came out. But yeah, Independence Day also made my list. It's a great nice. choice. I actually have that as an honorable mention because you it, it's just it a is. summer movie. It's so big and yeah. Oh, Flipper came out in 96. <laughs> oh, okay. I, missed it. I missed it by a year. No, but it came out the same year See? as Independence Day. So and, it was and, that. It was and Flipper. they're attributing the dolphin jewelry to How Independence Day. How Shame. Da- oh, wait, I, I didn't look at the month. This was July 2nd. Uh, looks like Flipper came out in May. Flipper beat. See? Oh, okay. So it was Flipper. Flipper actually, my yeah. my choice is Flipper. <laughs> it's a dolphin movie. It's actually that dolphin movie that Joel hates so much. Oh, Dolphin Story of a Dreamer. Yes, that's the one. Fly, Daniel Dolphin. How do you fly. know dolphin movies well enough to even hate one? I don't know. So I'm oh, going to so go bad. for this one with a, a Kent choice, which will surprise no one if you've heard me talk about this series. Should we? Oh, this series. Is, this is one that came out of nowhere for me starting in 2011, and I have loved for the better part of a decade. This is the reboot of Planet of the Apes. So I want Caesar's The Tim face. Burton one? Heavens no, that's in 2001. 2011, we have Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Ah, okay. Can you still have Mark Wahlberg on your mountain? Heavens no. What I'll, about what about ape, ape, Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, here's the thing. I want an <laughs> ape up on my mountain just to screw with time travelers. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is a quote. Dang you! Because <laughs> <laughs> remember Abraham Lincoln, and he gets there, and uh, just, that movie's so terrible. Yeah. Here's what's funny is, uh, much like a few of these movies like Superman, the original did not come out in summer, but every movie following is a summer movie. So it's going to be James Franco's face? It would, no, it would be Caesar's face. Okay, just making sure. Caesar is the face of the new Caesar of the sense. reboot. I'd say it's more Coba, but okay. No, Coba's great. Coba's a scene stealer, but it's Caesar's face. And I think, you know, look, I love this series all the way through. And it just ended last year with War. And it was the perfect conclusion for the series. 
And it I was, almost it was a pretty good conclusion. That I thought it was a perfect conclusion. And movies that just they're a technical marvel. Like Joel, you brought up Jurassic Park. Yes. And, and then movie, you shot it down. And I did. And of because I didn't want it to win. But no, that what that movie did with effects was amazing. That's why it should be on the mountain. Can you take uh, Indiana Jones off the mountain? Wow, oh, you were rude to Indiana Jones. But I'm saying the movie that capitalized on that um, in between maybe Lord of the Rings would be the Planet of the Apes series. These mo- monkeys looked so... Sorry, apes. That was, that was really big. <laughs> That's, racist. Animalist. That's man. racist, man. These apes and baboons and monkeys, chimpanzees, whatever. I'm going to say them all. They look so incredibly real. They are characters in these movies, which you would never no, actually imagine. Like you forget that you're watching animation. Yes. Which I love when a movie can do that. And I'm almost kind of split because I actually, one summer about five years ago, I had an, uh, with is my, my buddy's birthday and we had a Planet of the Apes marathon for the original movies mm-hmm. and his birthday's in August. So I do kind of tie these movies to summer that way too. And that was excruciating watching uh, all five yeah. of the original movies. But I would yeah. kind of like Cornelius's face up on a mountain okay. as well. But no, Caesar's face on a mountain because these movies are important to me. I think they are, are they're just fantastic. Well, and you said the first one didn't come out in the summer, but the other ones did. Yeah, the original Charlton Heston Planet of the Apes did not come out. No, I mean in the summer. like the reboots though. No, it did. Oh, Every movie out. since then has been a summer movie. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I wouldn't have picked that for you. Yeah. Okay. So what's on your mountain right now? So I have Batman. Good choice. Blair Witch Project. So it knows. <laughs> A snotty nose. It doesn't, doesn't say summer to me, though. Like, that's like, an, it's a scary Here's movie. It's October. It's fall. I, I wanted to represent a lot of genres. And for me, horror is a big part of summer for me because they usually release some awesome uh, horror movies in the summer. They do, so they, then they can release them on DVD. Come is it still a blockbuster, though, Blair Witch? It, like, was, it was because, <coughs> I mean, it was a summer movie for sure. Jake, made for $60,000, yeah. $248 million. But don't they have to spend $200 million to make thing, it a summer blockbuster? I don't think you you remember this, but in 1999, when people thought this was real, this was a phenomenon. You were seven then, Jacob. I do remember this was, very well. You were seven years old. This was, was such seven? an event. Yeah. And it was everyone, only seven, Kent. Everyone okay. went to see this because they thought it was a snuff film. <laughs> Yeah. And really, it just made him like Kent dizzy wants, and Kent sick. Kent wants a snuff film on his personal monument. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and then Caesar. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Jacob, we'll go back to you. Yeah. Back to me? Because I, I did mine when I okay. had one okay. left. My next pick is, it comes from, and Kent, I'll be surprised if this is not on your list, actually. And I'm sorry to even say it first, but it's from 1999. And it is none other than... John Wick before he was John Wick, right? His only bigger <clears> role. Is this on your list? Is, is Matrix on your list? I'll tell you why it's not, because it's it came not. out in March of 1999. It's still a summer movie. It's still a summer movie. It was definitely popular in the summer, but it came out in March of 1999. We did, we did say May to August. Did we? But we'll allow it. This this just actually, I didn't Look, even check the I'll date. I'll allow it because I actually saw this movie several times in the summer because it was that popular. Yeah, you know why I made this mistake is actually I just looked through like summer blockbusters and summer mm-hmm. movies and it was on bunches of lists. Of course it was and because so, it was that big. Yeah, but it's March 31st, so it's basically April. <laughs> Which honestly now, that is summer movie that, that season. That is when the summer That's movie starts. Off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So we're going to so, give you a pass on this one. All you have to do is take Iron Man's face off that national nope, monument. No, you just have to add T-Rex <laughs> over in <laughs> Okay, Jones. let's move on. So, so Neil, for sure. Or would you go Morpheus? Kent, would you be happier if I removed Iron Man's face and put the T-Rex face on there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Sorry, the money's already been built. We can't tell the guys. What to about stop you? Now. Would you? This what? one's this one's an T-Rex animated face instead of uh, Iron Man. No, I want T Rex and Iron Man on there. Nope. I'm representing one the across other. the history. One or the other. We're already past the nationals. We're on the personals. <laughs> I'm kind of curious now too, Kent. Uh, okay, so no, this is uh, 
Keanu Reeves, 1999. This is a movie that, I mean, I don't think anybody saw coming. Can, how do you did. say these brothers' names? Wachowski. 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 Wachowski, that's it. Wachowski. Despa, the Despacito brothers. No, every <laughs> Despacito brothers. Yeah. Yeah. More words I can't say. <laughs> so nice. I remember seeing this movie. Everyone thought it was going to be Johnny Mnemonic Part 2. Yeah. yeah. He already done this worldwide yeah. web movie. Yeah. And no Which was garbage. one thought yeah. this was coming. And then I remember we get into that first scene with, uh, I can't think of Trinity. the characters. Trinity, yeah. So we get into that first scene with Trinity. And they do that cool trick with the cameras all the yeah, way around yeah. the room. And I'm like, holy crap, what am I watching? I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, well, that's too bad. It's probably going to suck from here. And then the story just blew my mind. That's yes. the other thing is it's it's story. It's, it's awesome effects backed up by an awesome story. Awesome story. If it was just awesome one of the other. action, awesome effects. It wouldn't have been as big. Right? You've just never seen anything like it all the way around. Yeah. Yep, that's why, and you know, it feels like a summer movie as well. Well, it actually changed summer movies to come for about 10 years. Yeah. Oh, man. It was oh, yeah. Par- it was imitated like and imitated crazy. so many times. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Great choice. Okay. Yeah, there's mine. All right. So then, uh, and then my final one uh, that I'm going to mention is it's a, it's a curveball, and I know that, but when I was thinking of movies from my formative years that shaped childhood or whatever, I had to pick Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Really? I wow. did. I didn't never thought of that one, but that's a good choice. So what? This, this came out in June 1991, directed by Kevin Reynolds. I loved that movie as a kid. Oh, that's sure. just it. I worshiped this, that movie as so a kid. Growing up, I knew of Robin Hood because from the cartoon. Yeah. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. And then all of a sudden, Robin Hood was cool. Like, I thought this was the coolest thing ever, how yeah. he was just like so good at archery and how he could, you know, do all these tricks with all that. But not only that, I wanted Sherwood Forest. Okay. And like, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember the part. But they go to rob these people and they go chasing after them and they run and they slide under these uh, kind of mats and then kick out a stick and then yeah. it goes over top they, of them yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. hidden. I wanted that so bad. And we tried to recreate a lot of these things in the forest behind my backyard. Oh Just my gosh, you tried it. to build one of those? Well, we, we, we tried to do different things. Like we tried to build traps and things yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, I did and the same thing. I was out building traps as soon as I saw that movie. And we had our tree yeah. house and we thought it was so cool. And then like, I remember when this one came out on VHS, I was able to get it. And I always would come over. My dad got this new, <laughs> he got this new surround sound system, and I would bring friends over and crank up the volume at the part when they would shoot the flaming arrows into the gunpowder barrels. Yeah, yeah. And it would shake the whole room. <laughs> and I'd do this to impress my friends with how cool this, you know, theater system was. As a dad, now I'm like, oh my gosh, if my kids would do, that, I'd be like, stop breaking my equipment. Oh, I'd be so mad at them. Yeah. But this was one that it grossed over $390 million worldwide. It was the second highest grossing film of 1981 behind Terminator 2, which is one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, but this is just one that memories associated with it made me pick it because, I mean, uh, Alan Rickman as the sheriff of Nottingham is amazing. And then, I mean... It's a legendary character. You get, we get to Morgan Freeman in there, too. Like, I, looking back on it now, it is cheesy. It is corny. Christian Incredible. Slater is so It's also so darker corny. than I remember when I watched it as an adult. Yes, Holy it is. cow. But at the same time... This was magic for me. So can I ask, on your mountain, would you have the target with the arrows going in, splitting each other? Or would you have Kevin Costner's mullet? I think I'd have <laughs> Kevin Costner's mullet. I hadn't thought about Just it. Just the mullet, not even his head. So you'd have you'd have an alien ship crashing down in the White House. Yes. And then Kevin Costner's mullet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the consistency. Oh, I can't oh, speak. You, yes, I can't not speak. face. <laughs> What's going on Are over there? Me snot face? Uh, I'm calling oh, your money. All over again. So there you go. My my four picks were Spider-Man's face, Johnny. Okay, I'll just go with the movie titles. I'll make it a lot easier. My four picks are Spider-Man, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Independence Day. That's my personal mountain for Do you have summer. Any for summer notable exceptions. 
Well, I did. I did have uh, Mission Impossible on there. Right. Definitely one of the ones that I was obsessed with for a while there. Uh, also, Men in Black was another big one. I wanted to put ones like uh, Ghostbusters on there because that, even though it was before my time, and I don't have specific summer memories. I of wrote them. a list of like my favorite summer movies that I never saw in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. loved to have seen uh, Ghostbusters in the theaters. Did you see Ghostbusters two in the theaters? I think I did actually. Yeah. I think it terrified me. And then Back to the Future was another big one. My parents kept going back to Back to the Future. That's a huge summer blockbuster, yeah. and you have the DeLorean yeah. coming out of the mountain. Yep. Uh, and then the other one I had, oh crap, I had a couple. Um, what was the other one I had? I had another major one that I wanted to talk about. I don't, do you not have your list? I, well, I had it, but then I, I closed it. You know, I want to go with a few of mine. Please do, because I'm, I'm drawing a blank So here. obviously Christopher Nolan, I would want to put his Have you said all four anywhere. years? No, not yet. Okay. But Christopher Nolan, he had, basically I'm representing Batman, even though Inception was would be a movie that Batman I put was there. on there, yeah. But let's go with Sigourney Weaver had Ghostbusters and the Alien series. Yep. Sigourney Weaver definitely, you know, she belongs on a mountain somewhere. That sounds so weird. <laughs> that does sound weird. Um, I think X-Men for starting off, like, even after, like, the, the oh, 90s Batman movies. Yes. It was Lion King. Lion King was another one I had on oh, there. Oh, thanks, Joel. No, I wanted to have some sure sort of animated movie on there. But Lion King and Little Mermaid, both of those, I was like... Oh, but I feel like either Hugh Jackman or Patrick Stewart up on, a, you know, on the side of the mountain would be, would be great. Braveheart's a summer movie. Obviously, yeah. Superman... 500 Days of Summer. Dra- I knew you were going to say that one. As Dra- soon as we started the show. Of course. Drag Me to Hell. Big Trouble in Little China. To have Jack Burton. I'd have the big expanding face. Oh, that would be on awesome. the mountain. Um, also, there's a movie called Inglorious that came out. It was a <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. Inglorious yeah. Illegitimate Children. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, those are my uh, notable exceptions. In, in addition to Back to the Future and Go. Yeah, the funny, actually, choices. Quentin Tarantino was actually approached to do the Iron Man movies. Like that was one of the, the directors they had like in the pipe ready to go. What could have been? Yeah, he was he was approached to write. Do and people really the film. go to him to direct movies? It seems like he always makes it up. His I own think that's why it didn't work. They went to him and he's like, nah, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah, like he he's not. He only has his own projects. Yeah. really. Yeah. All right, so my final pick, and this is a little bit weird, but I kind of almost like an Iron Man. What? Pick. I want to talk weird? about a, a you want to have someone's ear this time. A recent one, <laughs> maybe of our dogs. <laughs> I want to talk about a recent one where I feel like I would like blockbusters to go because I don't want them to get worse. I want them to surprise me with either cool visuals because these are summer movies. They Can need I to guess? be seen on the yes. big screen. Summer blockbusters. Yeah, please do. Edge of Tomorrow? No, that was my Tom uh, Cruise choice. Yes. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that with Tom Cruise. That was a minor one missions. But this movie, we talked about this in 2015. We it's, on Bacon Sale? Yes, we did. What and we it? made fun of it a little bit until we all saw it. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Mad Max movies, except for the first one, are all summer movies. First one came out in probably, I don't know, November. And then all of a sudden they became became these summer tent poles and then clearly stopped being made. Yeah. And are now once again not being made. Yep. But Fury Road came out. It was in May. Yeah, May 15th of 2015. It was made for $150 million, made $378 million. So slightly profitable should have been a lot more this movie was technically incredible and i would probably put furiosa up on the mountain even though mad max is the main character no it's either that or like you got the um you could have the mask that metal mask that he wears that yeah that's cool. true or the uh, doof doof herder what's his name oh yeah the guitar with the flamethrower guy oh yeah that would be incredible <laughs> you got flames shooting out of it this is a cool mountain <laughs> But I think Furiosa would be great to have on that mountain. But I, this is what I would like to see more of from Blockbusters. I wish there were another Mad Max in production. Even though these are like seemingly simple movies, but there's just so much to them. You can watch these on 4K and just let it soak in. It's, a, it's weird to say it's a beautiful movie because yeah. it's just so strange it's and a car grim. Chase. 
but it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. It's like a, a dust beautiful, right? Like yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to even describe. Like the red beautiful, red right? rocks yeah. of Southern Utah kind of thing where you're just like yeah. in awe by it because the colors. So get this. So for my personal Mount Rushmore, I have Batman. I have the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I have, and by the way, I was going to do Drag Me to Hell and it was going to have the, the demons dragging uh, Christine to hell. Right. And I have Caesar from Planet of the Apes and I have Furiosa from Mad Max. That would be my personal Mount Rushmore. I like it, but I do feel like people are going to have to have like a guide down below pointing out who's who. You, and they're just going to be scared. They'll be like, a monkey, a monkey. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, an ape. <laughs> <laughs> you should have it on the sign. It's an ape, not a monkey. It's an ape. So, Jake, we've said our personal Mount Rushmore. It's time for your fourth choice. My fourth and final choice. And I've said, uh, what have I said so far? Gladiator. Yep. And I've said Indep- Matrix. Yep. Independence Day. And Independence Day. Uh, my, my, my last choice and this one I choose, you know, it, it just barely moved up from honorable mention actually. But now that I put it there, I, I, I'm glad I did it because I ha- I have a whole lot of love for this series. And before the movie came out, I thought there's no way they're going to be able to make this work until I found out who the director was. And at the time he was still relatively unknown. All he had done was alias intro. He'd written that. And he'd written Lost, and I was like, I'm keeping an eye on this guy. All right. Right? And I find out J.J. Abrams is going to be directing the new Star Trek reboot in 2009. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I, I believe in this movie. Now everyone's like, oh, it's going to be stupid. I'm like, no, I have hope. I have hope. I have hope. And I went in, and it was very cool. And it just, it, it, I watched it, and I was like, I'm going to watch it again. I watched it again the same weekend. I was like, yep, that was just a ton of fun. So, Star Trek. I had no idea that you liked it that much. You know, it's because it surprised me. And, you know, I, I loved Next Generation a would lot. You, would you put Chris Pine's face in there or it would be yep. not Khan? No, it would be Chris Pine, not Khan. Yeah. Not, what about Old Spock? Old Spock? No. What yeah. about the Enterprise coming out of the mountain? Oh, Enterprise would be okay. Here's that, what that movie did. It made, because remember, Star Wars wasn't being made at this point. Mm-mm. It made Star Trek cool, even cooler yeah, than Star Wars. For a while it was. But yeah. some fans hate it of course some tra- no, because trek- it became an action movie that was never trek oh no yeah they were like this, this isn't true trek and they rebooted yeah. this and they changed yeah. this and they were so mad but so. it was it was it was true to the old stuff it was funny it was fast uh was i mean furious. action <laughs> <laughs> anyway it was it's a great movie and if you haven't seen it you, you really should even if you're not a trek fan because it's not trekky at all it's super accessible anyway yeah well anyway, we wanted to let you know that we there were so many movies that we could have picked from oh, yeah, it was I so done, hard i haven't done my other honorables yes yeah, so you, you, you guys mentioned i just have a couple right is uh face off i wanted to mention right <laughs> <laughs> which was, which would have been could, great have on the mountain Walter? right yes that's what i wanted on the mountain i am sorry i strike all my choices it's gonna be <laughs> that's face it. off that's it right there yeah june 1997 uh, yeah, so Face Off, right? I mean, that movie is amazing. I remember watching, I, I mean, I was too young really to even watch it in 97. It was so violent. Or were you like six? I was, yeah, I was, I was five. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have that. that Mommy, I want to go see Face Off. <laughs> face yeah, Off actually taught me how to say the F word. I'm just saying. Wow. Family did. friendly. It did. <laughs> Friend. 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 That was, friend. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. family friendly. Yeah. So no, I can't remember. What, do you remember the song they were playing, Kent? Or like during like that first gun scene where the girl puts the headphones on and it's playing that song. Oh yeah. Because it's John Woo, right? And it's yeah. got like anyway, but they're playing like this song that's totally out, and there's this gunfight going on around in the background. Yeah. I was just like, this is cool. Yeah, it's Judy Garland singing somewhere the, over the rainbow. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And uh, okay, so yeah, Iron Man. I put Edge of Tomorrow on there. Days of Future Past. Um, and then best ones that I never saw in theater, right? Terminator 2, Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Raiders, Aliens, Back to the Future, 
right? But I never got to see yeah. any of those in theaters. No, but it would have been great to do so. I actually got to go see a screening of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the Egyptian, she- in Egyptian Theater in Ogden. Oh, cool. It was awesome yeah. to see it on the big screen. It's it really is That's an cool. experience. I, I got to see uh, another Spielberg, Close Encounters. Uh, they had oh, they yeah. were they were playing that at uh, at one of the megaplexes, and I was like, I'm going to see this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny story about Close Encounters is that uh, when Star Wars came out, uh, Lucas was sure that Close Encounters was going to outperform Star Wars, and uh, Spielberg disagreed and said, No, no, no. Star Wars is going to be the bigger hit, and so they proposed a trade of 2.5 percent of the profits on each other's films. So Spielberg, they, they made the deal. Spielberg made out like a bandit, and he still receives 2.5% of the profits from Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> so every time Star Wars does well, Spielberg does well. Wow, that's crazy. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. So let us know if you agree with our national picks, which once again, what were our four nationals? It was uh, Iron Man, John, Superman. No. Don't, don't muddy Mufasa. the waters here. Don't muddy the waters here. <laughs> it was uh, the Jaws, Jaws, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Iron Man. That's it. And you went chronological there, which is why I didn't keep naming them because I knew you wanted to do it that way. Well, I was just doing it a way that made sense to me. <laughs> and then uh, and we had our personal mountains as well, which we've already just recapped. But let us know if you agree with our national choices. Let us know what you would put on your personal summer blockbuster Mount Rushmore's in your backyard. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quick Wits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Candy3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers and find Bacon Sale on Twitter as well, at Bacon Sale. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, go find our merchandise at... Uh, I wanted to say gumroad.com. That's, no, that's the old no, one. That's, that's the, the old one. one. Tpublic.com slash bacon sale. Yes. And also, just to let you guys know, we mentioned this in the Facebook Live video, but for those of you who didn't see that, uh, we do have some big things coming for the show, things that are going to get you guys some more content. We're really excited about it, but more to come. So if we didn't pick your favorite choices for our personal mountains, we're sorry. We're so, we're so sorry. I, I feel that. like Jake <laughs> on a bad week. <laughs> I've been talking about you for an awful long time. Oh, that wasn't important? Okay. Succubus of Charisma. Don't be a slacker. What? Toilet sharks? <laughs> well. <laughs> well? I, no, that, that was a genuine fear when I was a kid that something was going to come up and eat No, it's those me. snakes that come up. Would it be Mufasa's face or Simba's face? Either one. They're interchangeable. That was racist. I'm sorry. Fine. I'm going to make my own space movie, and it's going to be awesome and have lightsabers. I want Indiana's face. I shouldn't be watching this movie as right? a kid. But imagine the, the shark going towards the T-Rex and the T-Rex going towards the shark on the mountain. Okay, but let's just be a movie. Go with your gut, Your Honor. Sir, you have no integrity. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob is not America. Look at that monument, Dad. <laughs> Who's the guy in the middle with the hat? That's Indiana Jones' son. That's so sad. I know. Is that Shia LaBeouf's dad? And it features a non-fat Russell Crowe, which is amazing. Crow. No, it was fat Tom Cruise and then non-fat <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah, you were definitely fat Tom Cruise. Pre-fat Russell Crowe, probably. Before Russell Crowe. Stop body shaming Russell Crowe, Jacob. <laughs> my choice is Flipper. I want an ape up on my mountain just to screw with time travelers. You'd have an alien ship crashing down in the White House. Yes. And then Kevin Costner's mullet. Yes. <laughs> Mommy, I want to go see Face Off. <laughs> go pick me up, Lagoon.